You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are live from the LCMS Youth Gathering in Houston, Texas. Uh, it is a quiet morning here in the gathering. Well, somewhat quiet. We Except can for hear, the beeping. You can hear equipment in the background. <laughs> um, that's because it's a quiet time before the youth all descend upon the George R. Brown Convention Center here in Houston. And uh, we have more news and uh, stories to share with you from the LCMS Youth Gathering. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Which they're about a half a mile from us in this hall. Uh, down is literally not, yes. al- almost a half it's, a mile. It's probably it's a quarter mile. It's huge. It's probably a quarter <laughs> mile down to the other end of the convention center. Um, and then just so few steps from us is Museum of the Bible here at the convention center for the LCMS Youth Gathering. Joining us at our booth today, the Reverend Dr. Jeffrey Cloa. He's Chief Curatorial Officer for Museum of the Bible. Dr. Cloa, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Uh, good morning. Great to see you guys again. It's nice to get to visit with you in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually, Usually we're on the phone. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Hasn't happened in a while. I know. <laughs> and thanks for bringing the museum to us. Yeah, it's, it's fun. You know, uh, they gave me a call and said, would the museum be interested in doing something at the gathering? And so we got a few people together and I think it came out pretty well. You know, a lot of fun stuff for kids to do and, and get excited about the Bible. Excellent. Well, I, will, I, I want to learn more about what, in, in just a moment, what's available for the kids to do at the Museum of the Bible at the gathering. Yeah. <laughs> um, but share with us an update on the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. What's new this year? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic, uh, a lot of uh, shifting and changing and trying to get things set up. But um, uh, back on track, uh, coming up in September. We have a brand new exhibition on the Samaritans, actually, uh, first ever major exhibition on the Samaritans. Interesting. And talk about their, you know, obviously their biblical background, uh, the New Testament stories, of course, and the interactions, and then even into the present day, the present day Samaritan community. And uh, really pretty fascinating. Uh, we're bringing some objects from Israel and inscriptions and things, manuscripts and things from Greece. A uh, really fascinating story of, uh, you know, a religious community, biblical, that are, are trying to figure out how to be a biblical people still today in the modern day. So really interesting exhibit. That'll be there only from September uh, 15th through the end of the year. So okay. uh, great time to come to D.C. And then for Christmas, uh, another really cool exhibit. We have a, a nice partnership with the uh, uh, Orthodox Church and the Patriarch of Constantinople in Jerusalem. And for Christmas, we'll be bringing out uh, from the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem uh, six bells, uh, which have never left uh, Israel, never left Jerusalem. And uh, they were buried during the Crusader period in the 12th century. They found them about 100 years ago. And uh, so we're going to bring them and, and talk about Christmas, the Christmas story at Bethlehem. Uh, the Church of the Nativity has just been refurbished. It's stunningly beautiful. If you haven't seen it in the last, you know, year literally just reopened it uh so it's a great way to uh bring some really cool things and uh talk about the biblical story uh through these objects which you can't see anywhere else in the world so it's it's pretty cool a lot of cool stuff going on that is awesome i i was there at the museum of the bible in i believe it was 2019 after the march for life because i got snowed into dc and (laughs) this was during a a government shutdown and museum of the bible was one of the only things that was open right right and where i was staying was only a few bucks so i I was actually able to to visit then and it it's 
incredible. So uh, highly recommend if anybody uh, has a chance to go visit, yeah, to yeah. definitely take the time and visit. There's so much there to see. I'm curious why you chose the Samaritans. That is a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting thing to to display. But also, yeah. I'm very curious. Well, I would love it, to it see is, that. Yeah. And this, you know, the the one of the great things about a museum like Museum of the Bible. Uh, and our topic, of course, the Bible, is you have 4,000 years of history and pretty much every culture in the world. Yeah. So you have an unending list of, I mean, you could do a billion topics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, you plan, you talk to people, figure out the good partnerships, what makes sense. But also we try to do things, uh, topics that people might be familiar with but not know a lot about, mm. especially uh, yeah. non-Christians, right? So everybody's heard of, you know, Good Samaritan Hospital or the Good Samaritan or Good Samaritan Laws, right? So, well, mm. so what the heck is that, right? It's, it's a word. It's a theme that floats around in our culture. Well, come to the Museum of the Bible and learn more about the Samaritans and then the Bible, right? So it's a, we try to find topics that are, that are hooks uh, that, that will bring people in and, and get them to learn about the Bible, maybe for the first time. Yeah. Who is, who's the audience? Who, who's coming to the Museum of the Bible? Because you mentioned yeah. maybe non-Christians yeah. uh, coming in. To, yeah, I mean, to it's intentionally, more. I mean, clearly uh, most people who come like the Bible, right? They have mm-hmm. faith background, school groups, uh, you know, that, that's certainly uh, most of our audience is that. But a goal really from the beginning and in the design phase and the way we do the content is to focus on the Bible as a cultural uh, object. So the history of the Bible, uh, the impact of the Bible around the world, culturally, and uh, and in America. And then, you know, basic stories of the Bible. It's the narrative of the New Testament, you know, mm-hmm. Gospels, just to introduce people to those maybe for the first time. So it has a lot for uh, somebody who studied the Bible their entire lives. They're certainly going to learn something new. Uh, I mean, just the manuscripts themselves are just phenomenal. But uh, we didn't want to have people uh, not come in because they thought they were going to get beat on, right? Mm-hmm. And... and um, you know, there's there's uh, there's lots of uh, churches and ministries that that do a great job sharing the gospel. Um, but being in Washington D.C. and kind of in a national international stage, uh, we wanted to show the significance of the Bible for everybody uh, and um, uh, have it accessible to everybody, regardless of faith background, tradition, uh, or no faith at all. And, and it's interesting to see the visitor feedback because mm. people will comment. Uh, you know, I came here a little suspicious, but I was amazed, or I learned this, you know, mm-hmm. and so, uh, or they're surprised that we're not beating them over the head with the Bible kind of thing, <laughs> you know, so, uh, so it's, you know, that's not certainly the vast majority of the audience, but, but that's mm-hmm. certainly a target. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty certain of this. I think you're the only chief curatorial officer I know. I've heard of other, Ooh. like, you know, chief, like C-suite offices, sure. but I think you're the only yeah. chief curatorial officer I know, um, and I think this is the only time I've ever heard that title before, too. So, I've met one other person with that title. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, well I, I kind of made it up, but, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that stuff, Chloe has it, right? You know, that yeah. uh, works. Nobody knows who it belongs to. Just give it to Dr. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. Yeah. So what, what is the, the work of the chief curatorial officer? Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, day-to-day, a lot of it is uh, emails and <laughs> meetings and budgets. And, you know, it's typical uh, uh, bureaucratic yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, the, in the curatorial department, we, we are uh, responsible for all the exhibits. 
uh, for the education programs and the tours and lecture series, um, for the collection itself. We have about 55,000 objects in our collections. And then the research programs, we sponsor some archaeological excavations mm. and research projects, publications, things like that. So, so kind of the, the uh, public educational work of the museum is all uh, under one, one, one umbrella. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of planning. It's building relationships with uh, museums and uh, churches and leaders around the world and uh, coming up with projects, you know, planning ahead. I mean, it's, it's really pretty exciting, really. Um, uh, to see how how many people, how many organizations worldwide really uh, value the Bible, and then to be able to bring that to Washington and bring it to an American audience in a very, I think, engaging, interesting way. Uh, it's, it's it's really a lot of fun, uh, except for the emails and the meetings and budgets, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but we have a fantastic team, very talented team, as you can tell from our little mini exhibit and the way the museum is, as yeah. you said, Sarah, it's just stunning. Yeah. Very creative, talented people, and uh, it's a lot of fun to. Uh, I mean, my job is okay. Here's what we're doing. Uh, go figure it out. Come back to me, and I'll, you know, kind of sign off on this kind of what it is. You know? <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a, a beautiful place to work, and yeah. uh, uh, a really you know important mission. Did you ever yeah. think? I'm sorry, I'm stealing Sarah's <laughs> question here. But did you ever think when when you were entering into the ministry and going to seminary and, and continuing education that this was even on the horizon, like doing this? Yeah, pretty much nothing I've done in my life is what I thought I would do. So I mean, that's how oh, it works, right? Yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, no, not at all. It, and even getting to the museum was very random. Uh, they got my name and, and called me up and, and it went from there. But, um, uh, and then my job shifted and, you know, so, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, God puts you in places and, and, uh, uh, just try to be faithful. Yeah, it's just, it's just so exciting, and and it's so cool uh, when people just kind of when you just fall into these positions, and then you're doing such great work, which is is so exciting. What actually goes into curating these these exhibits? I mean, yeah. talking about getting bells from yeah. Israel that have never left Israel. Yeah, I, I'm sure that you don't yeah. just like make a phone call and be like, hey, send those over. Can we borrow these. Yeah, like I, I'm sure there's more that goes into it than that. <laughs> Yeah, no. We, we started talking with, and again, we have a we have a uh, we have a board of directors. We have an advisory board that's more academic and, and um, uh, faith based, and um, and we knew in the museum, you know, as you get started, and and the focus of the collection is what you focus on first. Mm -hmm. But uh, we in the collections, we really didn't have much on Eastern Christianity, mm. uh, Orthodox churches, of course, you know, two thousand years of history uh, yeah. with the Bible. And so we had a couple of advisors on our uh, academic committee who uh, Orthodox and had connections. So started talking with uh, with the Patriarchate of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, probably four years ago, I guess. And went over there, talked, you know. And so it takes a while for people to. And we're a new museum, right? So for people to get to know you and visit the museum, feel comfortable, and and uh, and then it's like, okay, we're going to do it. And it's like, bam, you know, <laughs> you know, it's all of a sudden 100 miles an hour after four years of conversation, you know. But, right. But, it, but it, what's been really, uh, um, fun's the right word, but, uh, I mean, just wonderful people. Yeah. Uh, it's been great to work with people from so many different backgrounds, and uh, they're really just trying to, to get to the same place, right? The Bible, faith, the importance of, of the Word of God. It's, uh, it's, a great, it's a great way to bring people together and focus on what really matters. Yeah. Well, we have more to learn about Museum of the Bible at the LCMS Youth Gathering in Houston today. We're talking with Reverend Dr. Jeffrey Cloa. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are broadcasting live from the LCMS Youth Gathering in Houston, Texas. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Jeffrey Cloa, Chief Curatorial Officer at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., but so graciously brought the museum, at least some of it, to us here at the Youth <laughs> Gathering in Houston. You didn't pack up all of it and... Yeah, bring it it. 430,000 square feet we brought right here, right? It would, <laughs> it it might would fit. fill the convention center. It might, it might fit. Yeah, actually. <laughs> it would take a while actually, to get it over. I don't know. Six floors? I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. That's true. It's yeah, pretty big. It's big. The doors, though. The doors wouldn't oh, fit. The doors wouldn't fit. The no. doors are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about what youth are experiencing at the Museum of the Bible at the youth gathering here. Yeah, when we, when we spoke, when they approached us about doing something here, um, they wanted... Uh, obviously, some interactivity mm-hmm. and uh, things for to engage the kids, and uh, and some objects, right? So, so we actually started with uh, with some cool things we could bring uh, that um, are not, uh, shall we say, especially fragile, right? Mm-hmm. Environmental things. So we've had this uh, Bible. It's the world's largest Bible. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, this gentleman, Louis Wynai, in 1928, decided he wanted to make the largest Bible in the world, and um, hand stamped letter by letter the entire king james bible whoa it's 1100 pounds it's uh i mean it's four shipping crates i mean it's gigantic you can't see my hands but it's like <laughs> it's gigantic and it's you know so it's attracts people it's cool they want to talk about it right and it and it you know it gives a sense of uh i mean it's not that uncommon actually where someone undertakes to write the bible themselves or produce a bible kind of as a devotional exercise so it's a, it's a really cool thing, and then we brought a few other things, right, and what are some cool themes. So part of what we try to do at the museum is show how the Bible's, um, uh, I hate to use relevant, but uh, in ways that you might not expect. Mm-hmm. So we have four, three themes in the exhibit. The Bible is so edgy, right, and it's talking about how uh, people have over the years painted uh, biblical scenes on the edges of Bibles. Mm, it's kind of yeah. cool beautiful things um and then the bible is so concrete right talking about uh mud bricks from the uh babylonian period mm-hmm. now we didn't bring one but we have pictures uh <laughs> it's a little too fragile and then the bible is so dangerous and that's you know on my museum of the bible t-shirt here um and times when it was illegal to translate the bible and people were were you know martyred for translating the bible so so um uh, you know, William Tyndale and the uh, Wycliffe, the Lollards, exactly. So so we do have some pretty cool objects people can see, you know, just a handful. But the, the Bible is the big, you know, the big, huge Bible is the big attraction. Um, and then uh, we also wanted to have some experiential learning kinds of things. So we have a, a quiz game where uh, people do quizzes. And it's kind of funny. Apparently, I didn't know this, you can keep doing the quiz on your phone even if you're not at the booth. Uh-huh. And I'm told that some people are hyper conservative, hyper competitive. Sorry, uh. conservative too, but <laughs> hyper competitive, uh, and they they stay on the app the entire day, and they're trying to be the top scorer for the entire event. Now there's no prize. I don't know why they're doing this, but they're like 
playing every game, and there are like six billion points on. There's like apparently three people trying to beat each other on this. Um, <laughs> so that's fun, you know. And uh, and then there's a video thing where people can do, you know, the Bible is so whatever, and they're kind of a uh, phrase for the Bible. And then we're giving that to the gathering people, and I think they're going to show those the last day or something. And um, and then we're also, uh, if you do all those things, you get stamps, and then we're, you can throw your uh, tag in and get a trip to the museum for, uh, to come see the Museum of the Bible. Yeah, so whoa, it's been fun. You know, there's thousands of kids coming through, and they're hanging out, playing games, and talking about the Bible, and doing fun video stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. And it's, it's amazing how many people have been there, you know, which, which is cool. And they're yeah. telling other people, hey, you should go. It's pretty, you know, so. Yeah. So it's great, you know. Uh, uh, just want to expose people to the bible and you know hopefully come to the museum wow that is that is cool yeah. that's really cool all of that that stuff the world's biggest bible yeah. i need to i need to walk over there can we take a picture with oh, it of course yeah, yeah yeah yes put it on social media hashtag museum of the bible right yeah of course there we go i'll have to I do mean, that people, on people think social. it's fake they're like can you turn a page i mean it's it's, it's all there it's not fake you know yeah it's it's, it's massive it's 100 years old <laughs> you know it's pretty cool wow that, yeah. that is really cool what has the response been from the youth who have gone through i mean there are there are literally thousands of, of youth here and, yeah. and most well i don't know about most but a lot of them have been walking through the exhibit hall mm-hmm. what has the response been from the ones coming through yeah it's great you know they they don't just kind of glance and go you know they, oh, they yeah. hang out they interact they, you know the, of course the bible's a big draw we mm-hmm. have you know some of our curators here talking about it and they're very engaging and and uh you know so we have and our educators of course know how to work with kids and things so so yeah it's great to see them hang hang around for quite a while you know you see some people there for you know 15 20 minutes hanging out and, yeah uh so that's great you know we uh part of what we do as a museum are three uh kind of um uh descriptors if you will we want to be uh innovative uh global and educational so you know educational can be pretty staid and you know, boring, but we wanted to be, again, uh, innovative, come up with new ways to talk about the Bible, mm-hmm. highlight some things that people might not know, show its relevance and significance, and then uh, uh, communicate that in new, new ways, different ways. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of doing a little bit of that here, um, you know, as much as you could do in three days with a, with a big trailer truck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now I need to. I haven't had a chance to make it over yet to the booth. Now I want to go I hang know. out over there. You know where we're going when we're yeah, off so the air. Catching up to do on the quiz. Yeah. That's right. I'm going to beat the hot. No, I'm not. I don't have time for that. We've got our own booth. Challenge, yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> now we know. You, you've figured out how to, obviously, to engage youth if you've got youth competing all day on these quizzes. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Well, I'm to... not sure they're all youth. There might be this old guy who's, you know, who knows. But... Well, that's, that's just it. I mean, the gathering. We, you know, it's a youth gathering, and so obviously there are thousands upon thousands of youth at this gathering. Yeah. But there are also a few thousand adults at this gathering yeah. as well. How, is this your first gathering, or have you been to other gatherings before? No, well? no, no, no. You're going to make me date myself. So, <laughs> uh, so my my first gathering was 1983. Oh, nice. Uh, the San Antonio, I think it was the River of Light was the theme. I think and, so. Uh, yeah, I went as a student uh, back in the day. And uh, and then the second gathering was, I think it must have been 95. I was a pastor in Cleveland, and we brought a group down to actually get to San Antonio. So a uh, similar theme here. Um, uh, but then this is my first gathering since, you know, 1995. Wow. So, yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. What is your experience been? Have you been able to, to walk around? I know, I know yeah. being exhibitors, that's hard to do because we're yeah. kind of 
kind of tied to our booths when they're open. But have you been able to, to walk around and see other I things? Bet, yeah, I'll, I'll walk around just to see who's here and, and see what the displays are and notice that ours is much better than everybody else's. I mean, no, no, competition, <laughs> you know, no competition. But um, no, and it's you know part of part of what's great about the youth gathering, of course, is is young people get to meet other young people from around the country, around mm-hmm. the world, who who are excited about their faith, learning about their faith, connect with one another. And uh, so that's a, a huge plus. I mean, everybody remembers being in a in a uh, uh, you know a concert, not a concert hall, a baseball stadium here or a, a, a stadium of some kind with eighteen thousand kids. I mean, it's just a, a unique experience uh, to be able to do that. Um, uh, but it's also fun for the adults. I mean, you know, it, it's you know, I taught at seminary for eighteen years, and you know, all these uh, <laughs> students who are now pastors, and uh, it's great to catch up and, and say hello and. Uh, I remember most of the names, you know, but uh, it's, it's kind of cool. So it's a great way to reconnect with people, meet new people, and um, uh, just encourage one another. So the Bible studies happening at the gathering yeah. are roughly around 5,000 in attendance at each one. Have we met a record? Like, have we beat a record with that? Is this a record you keep at the Museum of the Bible? Like, how the largest oh, oh, Bible study in the world? Largest Bible study. That's, well, maybe we should. I don't know. I, I, I tell you, though, there's probably places like India or oh, uh, yeah. East Africa where there's there's probably more like uh, several hundred thousand Bible studies. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's, it is amazing what's happening around the world. But, uh, but it's, you know, it's great. You know, it's, it's great here. And earlier, you, you referenced partnerships. We have just like about another minute or so. Um, how important are partnerships to what you do at the Museum of the Bible? Oh, it, it's essential. I mean, we, we have a very, you know, uh, wonderful collection of artifacts and objects, but it's, you know, and, and we, we are very pleased to show that off and, and help people understand the Bible through that. Um, but again, to bring p- things to the museum and content to the museum that you can't get anywhere else uh, in America is pretty exciting. And, um, Again, just to show the global impact of the Bible and its uh, its rich history, how it's been influential in so many different cultures and in America. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a big part of what we do, and uh, great to be able to share that with everyone in Washington, D.C. Well, I'm so glad that you brought a little bit of that museum in Washington, D.C. to the gathering here, the youth gathering in Houston, Texas. Now I've got to sneak over there sometime today so I can see the largest Bible. That's kind of yeah, pretty neat. you gotta, got to hashtag us, yeah. Now, <laughs> did you have to check that when you flew in? You said it was like 1,100 pounds. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did you have to pay extra for that? Yeah, we, had to, we had to truck that one in. Yeah. I was going to say, you'd have to like Charterated. charter your own plane for that to get it. I don't even know if it would... Yeah. <laughs> our, our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Jeffrey Chloe, he's Chief Curatorial Officer at Museum of the Bible, joining us at the LCMS Youth Gathering in Houston, Texas. Dr. Chloe, thanks so much for being our guest here on the Coffee Hour. It's just been a delight to spend time with you and learning more about the Museum of the Bible and the great work that you're doing, especially here at the Gathering Engaging Youth. It's really been a joy. Well, thanks again, and great to see you face-to-face. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour from the LCMS Youth Gathering in Houston, Texas. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO, Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Oh, 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 oh,